Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about staying ahead of the new corporate tax. Okay, looks like we're back in the game of the corporate tax yo-yo. We started before 2017 at 35% max rate. We then went down to 21%. And now it seems that President Biden wants to take us up to 28%. And that's part of the tax increase on corporations as part of the $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan. And the proposal would raise the corporate tax rate to 28 from 21%. And this will be on corporations, C-Corps, as well as companies' foreign income. The White House said that the tax increase would, over 15 years, cover the cost of the $2.3 trillion package, which will put money towards improving roads, bridges, and transit systems, along with expanding broadband access and a myriad of other efforts. So really important bill, and they expect the corporate tax to pay for it. So this is something that is not law yet. The lawmakers are preparing for a month-long process with an eye towards passing the plan in the summer. And the idea is that this new corporate tax rate will go into effect January 1, 2022 for corporations. This will not impact individual income tax returns, at least not on this particular piece of legislation. This will not impact individual tax rates. This will deal with corporation. Now, let's talk about what is a corporation. So a corporation is not an LLC. A corporation is an entity that separate from its shareholders. Okay, It pays its own tax, which is now 21%. And the Biden administration wants to move it to 28%. And then the shareholder would pay tax on the dividend received. So for example, if a corporation earned $100 and there's a 21% tax, then $79 would be left in the company. The company would pay $21 of tax, assuming there's no state income tax. And then the company can leave that money in the company to use as retained earnings for future investments or payroll or, or the like. Or it can dividend those funds to the shareholder and then the shareholder or holders would pay income tax on the money received. And that's what's known as the double tax versus an LLC or an S corporation. But let's start with the LLC, which is a pass-through entity. Think of a C corp as a big box where all the income is boxed in and the corporation pays its own income tax. Think of the LLC as like a funnel. All the income funnels up into the member and the member pays tax based off their ordinary income tax rate. There is no federal income tax on LLC's earnings. That's for single member LLCs and also for partnerships. Now, what about S-Corps? Well, believe it or not, an S-Corp is not a type of corporation. So when you go set up a corporation, you set up a corporation, which by default will be taxed under subchapter C of the Internal Revenue Code, better known as a C-Corp. An S-Corp is taxed under subchapter S, and it basically is born into life by making 
an S election. Okay, that's all we're talking about. It's not a specific or separate type of entity set up with the state. You set up a regular corp and then you file a federal S election. We'll get to that in a minute when that needs to be done. But a couple of rules with S corps. There are some restrictions on who could be an S corp. Essentially, you have to have less than 100 shareholders. Got to be U.S. persons. Who can be your shareholders? Single member LCs can be shareholders, individuals non-foreigners, 401k can, no IRAs and no corporations could be shareholders of an S-Corp. Okay, so there are some restrictions and which you need to keep in mind because if you have a corporation and you have corps as members, you may not be able to do an S-election under the subchapter S rules. So when do you make an S-election? So essentially, let's talk about a new business. Corporations can file, even LLCs actually can file S-Corp elections within two months and 15 days, which is basically 75 days total of the date of formation for the election to take effect in the first taxable year. For example, your articles of formation were filed on August 21st. Two months later is counted to the numerically corresponding date of October 21st. Add 15 days to get to November 5th. Your S-Corp election must be filed by November 5th to take effect on the first tax year. Now, what about an existing biz, which would be important if this new higher tax rate is passed and people, business owners, are looking to make S elections. Okay, for an existing biz, to make an election for subsequent years, you must file an election at any point from the first day of the preceding tax year up to two months and 15 days after the start of the applicable tax year. Okay, note the conversion of your tax structure can obviously have some tax implications, which we're going to get to in a minute. So example, your business follows a calendar tax year, January 1st to December 31st. You wish to elect S-Corp status starting with your business tax year, let's say 1-1-2022 to 12 2022 Your window to follow the election is January 1, 2014 to March 15th. 2023. Okay, so you have some time to do it. You would do it the year before. You can do it during that year, uh, next year, let's say. And um, you have obviously a few months, 75 days or so after the tax year uh, in question that you can still have time to do an election. So if the tax rate changes January 1st, 2022, you're going to have some time basically until the beginning of 2023 to make the election for the 20. 22, um, you know, taxable year um, to make that happen for you. So there are, there's plenty of time. This is an important podcast because again, I do think this tax rate is going to go up. Some people say it will only go to 25%, 28. What's the difference? It's going to go up. So why do you do an S election? Well, as I mentioned, an S has no corporate tax, right? So the idea is that, hey, if the corporate tax rate is 25 or 28%, if your individual income tax rate is higher, whether it's 30 or 35%, or if it goes up to 39.6%, then what do you do, right? Do you just decide to pay your corporate tax rate of 28%? Or would you rather that income flow up and you pay all income at the 35 or 37.5 or 39.6% tax rate, depending on where the tax rate goes? No right answer right? Some people play some games with S-Corp. So the big game with an S-Corp is 
you take a small W-2. So let's say your business is pretty profitable. You take a smaller W-2. Why? Because W-2 is subject to Social Security and FICA. Whereas if you just take dividends back from your S-Corp, that is subject to income tax, just like W-2, but not subject to W-2 and FICA. So that's kind of the strategy with S-Corps. A lot of small businesses love S-Corps. Obviously, you need to be under 100 shareholders. Can't have a corp as a shareholder. But the games to be played are if you take a lower W-2, can't be a dollar. You gotta you gotta be somewhat um, you know fair and reasonable. And again, the the IRS is looking at this. People tend to play games. You hear cases where companies make five, six million dollars in profit, and the owner takes a forty thousand dollars salary. The IRS could come in and argue that's not um, reasonable in light of the performance of the business, and then they can force you to take a higher salary. Again, the whole idea is to play games around Social Security and FICA, which can you know be anywhere from eight to ten percent. The problem is if you take a small W two, you can't make high contributions to a retirement plan because the re- Retirement plan contributions are based on W-2. So if you are going to do a C to S conversion, here are some tax implications you need to think about. Now, if you use the LIFO inventory strategy or uh, technique, last in, first out, if that's what you use to in your C corporation, you basically are going to have tax implications if you go to an S corp um, and basically you have to pay tax over four years and the cost must be weighted against potential you know, tax of just staying in an F status, right? So if you use the LIFO, if you have inventory, you must pay tax on the benefits derived by using LIFO if you convert to an S corp and that's pay, paid over four years. So one thing to keep in mind. Number two, built-in gains. This is a biggie. Let's say your C corp is built-in gains, right? Whether it's assets, real estate, whatever it is, inventory, and you convert to an S corp, there's going to be tax implications. You're going to have to pay tax on your built-in gains. Um, you basically have, um, you know, five years, um, you know, to recognize those, but there is built in gains tax. The other thing is if you have passive income, if your C corp has a bunch of passive income and that includes dividends, interest, rents, royalties, stocks, and exceeds 25% of the gross receipts from the corp. And the S corp has accumulated earnings and profits carried over from its C corp. You, the tax is owed basically for three years. Okay. So the issue is, Hey, if you have a C corp, bunch of passive income, the corporation's election to be an S corp basically terminates. Okay. So they're not going to let you do it if you have a bunch of passive income. And if you're, if the tax is owed based off this passive income in three consecutive years, meaning the C corp has more than 25% of passive income and you convert to S, they'll basically terminate your election. Okay. So just something to keep in mind. Another big thing is unused losses. Okay, if your C-Corp has a bunch of net OLs, net operating losses, unused losses, they can't, they cannot be used to offset income in your S-Corp. So this is a biggie. If you dealt with COVID, it's been a tough year in 2021, 2020, let's say, and now you're looking to do an S-Corp in election in 2022, potentially, or even 2021, and you got a bunch of NOLs, Think twice because you're not going to be able to use those NOLs going forward. You're going to lose them. Same if you have a bunch of built-in gains. You're going to have to pay the tax over a period of time. If you use the LIFO um, process uh, or uh, I should say technique for inventories, that's a tax you're going to have to be spread over four years. And same with built-in gains tax. If you have a business that's been around 10, 15 years, you got a bunch of appreciated assets with built-in gains like real estate 
you know, it's maybe something you just don't want to do because uh, of the tax you got to recognize within five years instead of just leaving it in the C-Corp and recognize it you know, when you sell the asset in whatever years, 10, 15 years down the road. So the, the play is tax, right? Why, why do people engage in these plays? It's tax. It's really, I think, for lack of a better word, stupid that people need to change the structure of their entity for tax implications. You know, if, if I was the uh, president, I, I would do a flat tax basically um, for all entities or um, at least for uh, CSs and LLCs, whether you just treat them as pass-throughs or um, you essentially um, you know, make some type of uh, equitable tax between corporations and entities because it's crazy that you just file a piece of paper with the IRS, do an election, file an 1120S, and now you don't pay any corporate tax and you basically are just paying um, tax on your uh, income that's flowed through. So again, if you have a lower, if you've got losses, you have a lower income tax rate than um, 28%, obviously you know, doing the S-Corp makes a lot of sense. If you are the highest tax bracket, you're going to take a lot of salary Maybe you're still better doing the C-Corp, although you're still got a two-level two tax, right? If you stay in the C-Corp world, you're going to have 28%. And then whatever you dividend out to yourself, you're going to pay your tax bracket, whether it's 30%, 35%, 39.6%. So a lot of people like the S-Corp because it's one layer of tax. Even if it's 35%, it may end up being less than the 28 plus the tax you're going to receive on dividends or uh, distributions. Um, versus um, just you know doing the C corp. A lot of investors moved to the C corp when President Trump changed the tax from 35 to 21 because that, that obviously was a, a tremendous um, you know boost, way lower than it was in the past, and there was a lot of um, tax planning. I actually uh, for a bunch of entities I owned, I actually reverted back from an S to a C um, to take advantage of the lower tax rate because I wanted to keep the money. In the company anyway, so I was happy paying the 21%. I didn't need to dividend the money back to myself or the other shareholder. So there's a lot of games you can play. Again, the two-level tax only applies on retained earnings. Once the corporation decides to send dividends back to the shareholders, then the corporation obviously pays its tax and the shareholders will pay their tax on the dividends received. But if you're just looking to keep money in the corp and grow your business, use those retained earnings to pay for employees or uh, expand your business, then that second level of tax is not really uh, an issue because that, that money is just going to sit in the corp. So the issue is now, hey, is 28% too high or is it still going to be better than just paying 35% tax on it? Okay, and then you got to take into account, obviously, um, NOLs. Do I have any losses I'm not going to use? What about built-in gains? Is this business been around 10, 15, 20 years, has some assets with some significant built-in gains that I'm going to have to recognize over five years and of course do i have passive income or am i dealing with lifo uh inventory um model uh for um you know, taking into account inventory for tax purposes so just a couple things to think about the podcast again is just to um, give you my take and obviously get you thinking this year there's going to be lots of tax planning my podcast last week was on estate planning which again i think if you have an estate over three and a half million Talk to an estate lawyer. Um, it's a good time. You have the next seven, eight months to kind of think about it. Same with corporation. Nothing's going to happen in 2021. 
I, I do believe if anything, it will kick in in 2022, whether it's 25 or 28%, I do believe it's almost guaranteed corporate taxes rates will go up. I do believe it's almost guaranteed individual income tax rates will also go up at some point, whether it's this year in 2021. So I think it's a really good opportunity to do some tax planning. You don't have to pull the trigger yet. You, you can actually do it up until March 15th of next year. So you have some time and still be able to do the S for 2022. Um, so, hey, um, it's it's interesting, um, interesting times. Anytime there's changes in tax rates, there's always some, some tax planning, whether it's positive or negative, but it's something that you should consider. It's a really good opportunity to take advantage of it. And I just you know, hope that I kind of piqued your interest in thinking about the uh, options if you have a C-Corp to uh, go to an S. I doubt if you have an S, you're gonna go to a C. Now, considering the tax rate's 21, I doubt you would do it if the tax rate's 28%. So not really sure that's going to be uh, an option on that end. But again, the, the C to the S, depending if it goes up to 25 or 28%, um, this could be uh, some important tax planning to hope save you and your business um, um, tax. Okay, so there you have it. We, we're going to be, I guess, to be continued how this game of uh, yo-yo tax rates go for corporations. Um, it's kind of tough to plan long-term with a business when every four years the tax rates change. Um, it's, it's mind-boggling. Believe it or not, the U.S. is actually some of the highest tax rates for corporations even lower than Canada and many European countries, believe it or not. Um, a lot of people think the U.S. has very low tax rates, and, and it's not true anymore for corporations. Uh, again, Canada, which you know is pretty much a socialist country. It's a country I, I was born in, a country that um, has high taxes, <laughs> actually has a lower corporate tax rate um, than we do, and will actually potentially have a lower state tax and actually lower capital gains tax rate, uh, 25%, if... Um, uh, the Biden administration is able to raise it 39.6 for earnings over a million dollars. So it's interesting how, how we're going. We'll see the impact on the economy, jobs. A lot of people say, hey, you increase taxes on businesses, not going to have enough money to pay bonuses to employees, improve uh, and expand their business. Uh, who knows? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that. Um, I'm obviously not in favor of higher taxes. I, I you know, for the record, don't believe that's beneficial in the long run uh, for the economy. Uh, I'm not saying you know corporations don't have to pay anything. I think you know between 21 and 25 percent is is fair. I think going above that, uh, I'm not sure uh, the positive ramifications. But hey, infrastructure is important. Uh, our roads are a mess. Our airports are a mess. Um, if you look at Japan, China, Singapore, uh, many European countries, our infrastructure is uh, just lagging and uh, it's something we do need to take care of so maybe it will be a good thing and maybe it's it's something that will benefit all of us so paying a little bit more taxes won't be the end of the world but hey if we got to pay more taxes at least um, prepare tax plan nothing in the tax code says you have to pay the most tax you just need to pay what you owe based off the law so you have the ability um, based off supreme court law that you have the ability to tax plan and pay basically what you are required to, not what you are required to at the maximum. So there you have it. I hope uh, this was helpful. Um, really appreciate you guys listening, watching on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't. Uh, check out my other two podcasts, please. 
And you can check them out any anywhere you, you check out your podcast or, or listen to them, whether it's Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. Also watch them on YouTube. That's Ad Mail and Ad Bits. And again, if you're interested in alternative assets, self-directed retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, uh, learning about some um, new tax rules, laws, investments, cutting edge tax impact on investments, especially uh, retirement accounts, check them out. I think you'll learn a lot. Generally keep them between eight and 15, 20 minutes. So it's not super boring, won't put you to sleep, maybe a little yawn, but you will learn something. And uh, you know, I enjoy doing it. I spend a lot of time researching these pods. So I uh, hope you're getting something out of it. Uh, if you're not, sorry, <laughs> I'll do better next time. But um, anyway, it's a lot of fun for me. Appreciate you guys listening and watching. Stay safe and talk to everyone again uh, next week.